0: The Carolina Hurricanes have finally inked Sebastian Aho to a long-term extension. We will talk about that and more in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Caniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Andrew Schnitker. How are you doing on this Tuesday afternoon, Andrew? Are you having a
1: Baja blast? They are back in stores now. Yeah, I am having a Baja Blast. Not as much of a Baja Blast as Sebastian Ajo, and I am sure his agent, Jerry Johansson, are having today, though, with that new eight-year contract extension locked in. I do love me some Baja Blast, though. I have tried a couple of the Baja Blast spin-offs that they've mm-hmm. put out. Not quite as good as the originals, but some some good flavors. I will always try a new Mountain Dew flavor, except for the spicy one. I, d- I don't do spicy drinks, but other than that, yeah. L- love mm-hmm. me some Baja Blasts.
0: Yeah. Uh, the the, the flaming Hot Mountain Dew was odd, uh, to say the least. Uh But yeah, this is big, big stuff. We have been talking about this a lot this off season of when it could be happening, what it'd be looking like. And... Yeah, uh, we pretty much hit it on the head with a lot of our predictions for this. Uh, We knew it was going to be coming. Uh, They said that that was a big goal for this offseason to go ahead and get him extended. And they did. They have him locked in through the 2031-32 season. Good Lord, we're getting old. Time is flying. Uh, Sebastian Ajo will be in his mid-30s when this is up. So that's crazy. Uh, and this contract obviously kicks in uh, at the beginning of the 24-25 season. Uh, $78 million contract extension, 9.75 million AAV. And one thing I was looking at uh, right before we started recording is I believe this is the biggest contract in Hurricanes history. I know when Svetch signed his extension a couple years ago at the time his was, and I think this one is now the biggest contract in franchise history and well deserved.
1: Yeah. I don't know if it's the biggest in terms of total value. I don't know if maybe this, like Eric Stahl's second contract might've been that, but in terms of the highest AAV, it most certainly is. I, I don't, Again, I don't know about total value, but it's definitely highest AAV. Not not close, I don't think.
0: Yeah, uh, and yeah, like I said, this is extremely well-deserved. Diver- well Don Waddell uh, said in the press release that, quote, Sebastian has developed into one of the best two-way centers in hockey. He's a tremendous leader on and off the ice. Who sets a great example for our younger players? We're grateful that he's decided to stay in Carolina for the foreseeable future. End quote. And yeah, we we knew this was gonna happen uh, when we were talking about uh, our predictions for this contract. We were both, yeah, it's gonna be eight years. Uh, we honestly may have like un, uh, overestimated on salary. I know we were thinking kind of in the ten million range, and now it's at just under that at 9.75 because we know he easily could have gotten 10 or more uh, and maybe took a little bit of a discount uh, you know, to stay here. And yeah, uh, I'm loving this. Uh, I really, really am. the fact that we don't have to worry about this for the next, well, nine years, uh, considering he still has one year left on the one he's on. Uh, a dec- Nearly a decade of not having to worry about uh Sebastian Ajo uh going anywhere
1: yeah I think it's this is a great you know for so many reasons for the Hurricanes I think it's at least a little bit of a bargain on the AAV mm-hmm. because I think I'm with you that Ajo certainly could have gotten 10 I mean you look at his numbers he's a perennial 30-40 goal 70 to 80 point guy he's a true number one center he he's the I mean he's their guy Mm-hmm. He is the guy for the Hurricanes. He's he's probably the future captain. I know that's yep. been talked about a lot whenever Jordan Stahl hangs them up or if they do like a transition plan type thing at some point. But, you know, this is why to me what happened the first time with the offer sheet was never a concern. You know, you mm-hmm. heard from everybody that that was water under the bridge. The uh, Everybody got what they wanted out of that deal. Aho got paid. The Hurricanes got him locked in for five years at a – at a very reasonable rate, honestly, mm-hmm. and you know, I just got the feeling, you know, this that with how valued he was, that this time was going to be different. They were going to, you know, put value on just getting it done because last time he was an RFA. The Hurricanes had all the leverage because you always have leverage as a team with you dealing with an R if you're dealing with an RFA. Because worst case, they sign an offer sheet, and you can match it. I I said and thought that this negotiation would be a lot different and lo and behold it was they just sat down hammered it out got it done and yeah now you know this isn't a concern and now you kind of have that setup of okay here's our guy here's our franchise center here's what he's making for the next nine years you've got Andre Svechnikov locked in long term as well y- you can really get started now in terms of building the future you know team around them okay here's what we might do with other guys, signing them to extensions, or here's what, you know, guys we might bring in and what contracts they might have to get. You know, now that you have this number for Ajo locked in, I think it gives you that freedom now to really start exploring some of the other things that you can do long-term.
0: Yeah, uh, I really think so. You know, you, again, you know, Sebastian Ajo, as we're talking about today, you just mentioned Andre Sveshnikov. yes, Spirit coat king another guy that's locked in long-term, and not long-term, but Pyotr Kochekov, he's another guy, you know, outside of the next two years, you know, he's one of the guys that has the most term on their deals right now, uh, which is crazy to think about, uh, with the way the hurricanes have done their contracts, but, you know, they definitely seem to be locking in, uh, their long-term future here, uh, with, uh, God, my brain just turned to mush there, guys. Uh, you know, just blown that Sebastian Ajo got such a good birthday present from the Hurricanes. And there's definitely going to be expectations uh, put on Sebastian now. Same with how uh, there were on Andre whenever he signed his. We Same on Yaspiri when he signed his extension. That's going to be the same for Ajo and those expectations are probably going to be a bit higher than those other two guys. And we will dive into those expectations for Sebastian Aho on his new deal going through the next nine years. We'll talk about those right after this quick break, folks. Now, folks, the Carolina Hurricanes took care of Sebastian Ajo this season, and it's time for you to take care of yourself. And you can do that with our next partner, Athletic Greens. You've been around the show for a while. I know you've heard us talk about AG1. And if you're new here, we're going to tell you about it again. AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in just one simple drinkable habit, science-driven formula Of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients. AG1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. AG1 helps you build your health and foundation first because, folks, you can't have, uh, you can't be in a good spot if your foundation isn't good. And AG1 is going to help you do that, just like the hurricanes are setting their foundation up well with Sebastian Aho knocking. Uh, getting him on that long-term deal. And if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Check it out, folks. You won't regret it. Now diving back into Sebastian Ajo's contract again, he is locked in through the 2031-2032 season going to be a long time. And like I said, at top episode, this is going to take him through his mid thirties. He'll be 34, uh, 35 at the end of this particular deal, which is crazy to think about. We'll be in our thirties. Uh, we'll be approaching our late thirties at that point. Jeez. Uh, but uh,
1: don't the, don't talk about that. No <laughs> no more of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know. Uh, and w- with this again is going to come expectations. I remember I you know, talked about this a you know, lot with Svetch whenever he signed his a couple years ago, and you're know, talking about how yeah you know, I wanted to see him progress. You know, at the time not take as many penalties because that was an issue uh, coming off of that season prior of how it was like, you know, anytime he was on the ice, you know, he'd be, uh, getting called for some kind of penalty. And that has been something that has gotten under control as well as him continuing to grow offensively. Now with Sebastian Aho, as you said already, you know, he's a consistent you know, guy for 30, 40 goals, 70, 80 points. So he's already there in that regard, yeah, I'd like to see him, you know, continue to grow and get better offensively, even though he's already really stinking good as is. So that's not necessarily like it's one of those things like, oh, you know, he—that's an area he can improve. Every player can improve in, in that regard, maybe with the exception of like Connor McDavid or something like that. Kind of feel like he's already maxed out there, but yeah I'd like to see him continue to grow offensively. A lot of this is really yeah, for him uh it, for me at least with expectations for him is going to be consistency uh not saying he's inconsistent, but you know in the past we've seen where you know, it, it takes him uh, a little bit to heat up in the season uh you know it's usually not until like you know late November December yeah you know, that he really gets going in terms of offensive production uh this past season was a bit different but there is that history there as well as you know maybe avoiding some of the lulls that you see in seasons again that's something that's going to happen for every player regardless uh but it is one of those things you know now you are like you said andrew he's the guy here you know i definitely like to see him you know that not be as big of an issue as it has been in the past
1: yeah, I think the biggest thing for me and it in terms of like you said, maybe boosting that production a little bit. You know, he hasn't actually hit 40 goals yet. He would yeah, have I know in he's the been um, close. He will and I mean really it, it's kind of unfair to say he hasn't because he was too shy when the regular season got paused for COVID in 2020. So he almost certainly would have hit it that season. Mm-hmm. Um and even these past couple seasons he's hit like 37, 36 while missing a handful of games. But you know, I think, you know, we talked about it. He's the guy. You heard Tom Dundon say it early in the offseason, I believe, on – well, it was either with on the and Gilio podcast or in his interview with Luke DeCock. I can't remember which one it was. But you heard him say, this is his team now. So you, what I want to see from Sebastian Ajo is keep stepping up and taking on even more and more of that vocal leadership role because I truly do believe that the Hurricanes look at him as that – future captain so you know mm-hmm. keep stepping up make it your team be a leader you know in the playoffs now some of this stuff about Ajo in the playoffs is very overblown he's been overall very good in the playoffs yeah. but you know really step up and take charge and drag the team that extra mile uh, the mm-hmm. other expectation I have and I'll get into in a couple minutes here you know how well the Hurricanes are set up with some of these contracts that they have locked in now but the other one you look at the Hurricanes leaderboard Sebastian Ajo is currently third in the regular season in points with 468. Eric Stahl is first with 775. He's third in goals as well with two, or second in goals with 218. Eric Stahl is first with 322. So I would expect over the life, of, by the time this eight-year extension ends, Sebastian Ajo is very likely going to be the Hurricanes' all-time team leader. I haven't looked at franchise. I'm just including Carolina here. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. He might be able to catch Ron Francis as well. But all-time team leader for the Hurricanes chapter, at least in most major offensive categories. And I think that's a really cool thing to know that, you know, that, you know, this current chapter of Hurricanes history is going to keep taking on such a larger and larger, more prominent role in the overall team history, as Mm -hmm. it should, because other than, you know, obviously they haven't won a Stanley Cup yet, but this is the biggest run of sustained success in Hurricanes history, and Sebastian Ajo's been front and center in all of that, and now with locking him in for those eight years, you've taken a huge step to ensuring that that continues into the future.
0: Yeah, 100%. That was something I was going to mention as well, because he already has a bunch of records for the Hurricanes, but like you said by the time you know, this these next 9 years have passed you know, he's probably going to have most of them uh he's going to have most of those records and you know i i agree with you i do think that with locking him in for as long as they did i i agree i think he they kind of have him pegged for the next captain of the team whenever jordan stall decides to hang it up which you figure would probably be at the end of the deal he's on now so yeah i definitely think that's that's a very very strong possibility uh you know he already has you know the a on his jersey you know as don what else said you know he's a great leader on and off the ice and i agree with you i definitely want to see him to continue to develop that way you know be more vocal, hold more guys accountable, like you said in the playoffs. You know, really put the team on his back, uh, and you know get them you know that goal that they need or whatever it may be. And that was something that I also said for Andre as well. Is you know when he signed his extension, expectations I had for him it was developing as a leader on the team, and we have seen that some as well. And I definitely think, you know, Sebastian, he knows what he has to do. We see how competitive he is. We're going to hear from him and Dom Waddell later on today uh, in their press conference talking about the extension. So we'll get more. uh, We'll get Sebastian's goals from him (laughs) a little bit later on today. We'll talk about that later tonight after everything is said and done. We can sit down and go through it. But, yeah, I'm really, really excited that this deal has finally gotten done. And when all is said and done, you know, it's very, very strong possibility. Along with all those records, he has his number 20 up in the rafters as well because, yeah, you know, he is, like you said, just been front and center for all of this.
1: Yeah, and you look to now, like I said, you know, Aho is going to be on a very reasonable deal going forward. Andre Svechnikov is. You look at the way the Hurricanes have set themselves up into the future. I mean, you look at Sebastian Aho, Andre Svechnikov, Yisperi Kokaniemi. Now, I'm not calling Kokaniemi a core player, but Mm -hmm. those three guys are locked in through 2029 at a... Little under 23 million combined AAV. That's your best winger, your number one center, and either your number two or number three center, depending on what else you do, who, who else comes in in that time. That's a great place to be starting out with, especially as we expect the cap to keep going up. Mm-hmm. But I've, you guys have heard me say on here before that I think the Hurricanes have three foundational core players that you pay them what you need to pay them, no questions asked to keep them here long-term. They've already done two of them to very reasonable team-friendly deals in Sebastian Ajo and Andrei Svechnikov. Next up is going to be next summer when Jacob Slavin is due for an extension. He's another guy that I think you give an eight-year deal and a blank check to. So, mm-hmm. as I said, they got two out of three done. Very, very good start on really locking in the foundation for the future. Now it's about, you know, figuring out who else you're going to lock in for the future, kind of what that core group is going to be, and putting pieces around them to start to try to win the Stanley Cup, because I think you sign a deal like this, you have a player like this, that's got to be the other expectation, that Sebastian mm-hmm. Aho raises the Stanley Cup in a Hurricanes uniform. Um, I don't want to say at least once, because it's so hard to win the Cup even, yeah. even once, um, but definitely at least once in his hurt so i said it i said i didn't want to say it but i said it but you know what i mean um as a hurricane i'm not like trying to put any like oh i want to see like four cups in eight years because like that's that's ridiculously hard i mean like yeah yeah that is that would be an
0: unrealistic expectation
1: yeah exactly it would so but no, I mean to see the hurricane. I think you know the one of the expectations has to be seeing the Hurricanes win a, winning a Stanley Cup in Sebastian Ajo's prime.
0: Hmm. Yeah, uh, I agree. I definitely think you know the way they're setting things up, like you said, you know, with Aho, with Sveshnikov next summer, with Slavin, and then we'll throw Kokkinemi in there as well. Again, I don't necessarily think he's a core piece, but yeah, you know, he's. He's At least a, a long term their number two center. Maybe not this yeah, season, I mean, but he's, we'll we'll see. But yeah, I definitely got to have
1: around for sure.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that uh we we definitely have you know expectations for this team now. Uh very high expectations. And you know before we move on, Andrew, are there any other things that uh you have to any other expectations any other thoughts that you have on this aho deal
1: not at the moment you know we've covered the money the long term and short term aspects of it pretty mm-hmm. well i think we'll get more into that into different stuff after we hear from him and Don yeah. Waddell this afternoon um and i know we do have another item on the agenda that i have yet to weigh in on so we can uh we can move forward here
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and that was one you yeah, talked about yesterday because you know as you said with uh, the team adding pieces around these core guys. They did that yesterday uh, with bringing back Tony D'Angelo on a one-year, $1.675 million contract. And I gave my thoughts on that yesterday, uh, but we still need to get Andrew's thoughts on that deal, things he didn't like about it, things yeah, he may like about it. We'll get into all of that right after this quick break, folks. All right, folks, we are back, and it is time for Andrew to give his thoughts on the Carolina Hurricanes bringing back Tony D'Angelo. This was, again, as I said yesterday, a deal that we knew would happen, but it was weird that it took so long. Again, that trade with Philly was agreed on in principle, but then the day came for them to be able to do it. It didn't get done. Time kept going by, kept going by, kept going by. Philly just ended up releasing him all together, and then again, <laughs> time just kept going by, and going by. The Hurricanes didn't sign him, and nobody else did either. Uh, but eventually, it has gotten done. He's back on a one-year, uh, one point or one-year, one point six seven five million dollar contract. Andrew, what are your thoughts on this deal?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been through my thoughts as a whole on this, you know, all the way back to when it was first rumored that they were going to trade for him. They do get him at more of a discount now than the $2.5 million. Yeah. Uh, this is quibbling a little bit. It's not a huge deal, but just for a guy who's just been bought out, his old, you know, things weren't going well, this is clearly the place he wants to be. Cap space is at a premium. I wouldn't have gone over a million again yeah. 600 or 1000 or so not really a ton to quibble with there but it does all add up mm-hmm. i mean you know we've we've talked about it you know the upsides and the downsides here are clear um you know he's coming off a year in philly where he was benched down the stretch i mean he had a pretty good year offensively he had 11 goals 42 points in 70 games he did have a horrendous year defensively he was a minus 27 there were games down the stretch where John Tortorella would rather play with five defensemen than play him. Now, yeah. none, you know, he was not – there. Were he fit in well here, I think. You know, he fit in well with Rod Brendamore. He fit in well with the leaders on the team. He just did what was asked of him. And so I think the Hurricanes' expectation is that's going to happen again. And, I, you know, there's evidence for that. Everything was fine when he was here. There were no off-ice issues with teammates. Or anything else. So I think the Hurricanes are right in betting on that. You know, his offensive skills are undeniable. I mean, he had 10 goals and 51 points for the Hurricanes the year he was here. Even last year, what was considered a bad year for him. He had 11 goals, 42 points. Um, He's terrible defensively. I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat that. He is one of the worst defensemen in the entire NHL at actually defending. Uh, playing with Jacob Slavin when he was here the first time, was able to cover for those weaknesses. He is more than likely not going to be playing with Slavin again because Jacob Slavin plays with Brent Burns now. With the addition of Dimitri Orlov, I think the Hurricanes have more options for giving him a strong partner because, like we've said, we we expect, especially now, that they've got kind of a logjam on the right side with Burns, Chatfield, D'Angelo, and Pesci. I think this makes it even more likely that Brett Pesci is going to get dealt, especially if the Hurricanes aren't going to extend him long term. We know their preference is to either extend or trade him. So you're looking, you are looking now at, you know, it wouldn't be Jalen Chatfield playing on his offside with D'Angelo. D'Angelo would be playing next to either Dimitri Orlov or Brady Shea, neither of whom are Slayman, but I think both are better suited to cover for some of his defensive lapses than Chatfield, although I don't although Brady Shea does have his scary moments uh mm-hmm. defensively. So the uh Shea D'Angelo pairing could be a uh little bit of a scary ride. But if there, if, if that's your third pairing, if Orlov plays with Chatfield, um then or I mean if if Pesci stays, then it you know sucks, but Jalen Chatfield would probably be the odd man out. And then maybe Orlov and Pesci play together and then you can really shelter Shea and D'Angelo. So no, I mean look, there's there's obvious upside and there's obvious downside. The downside obviously being his defensive deficiencies. And if the Hurricanes can find a way to cover for those enough again without him playing with Slave. And the upside being he's a great offensive defenseman, very good at you know, carrying the puck up the ice, roving in the offensive zone, making things happen. He can run the power play. Very well. That's your power play two quarterback. I do wonder if this kind of signals that the Hurricanes are backing off on Eric Carlson. Maybe they just feel like they can't find a way to for make you. that work. But which, I mean, like, you know, like we've said, that would be a very, very complicated trade to pull off. So maybe they can't. And mm-hmm. this is their fallback, which again, Tony D'Angelo, good power play quarterback. So again, I think there's You know the. Again, there's upside and downside here. The downside being his defensive woes. Can they make that work within their system and structure again, without putting human eraser Jacob Slavin next to him, and then you know, does if if his defensive lapses are coming through more often, does the offensive production he can provide and his ability to quarterback power play to outweigh that? It could. We'll see. So I mm-hmm. said. Not a move that I personally would have made just because of what, you know, the fact that he's being bought out by yet another team, the fact of his defensive deficiencies, but a move that I can certainly understand why the Hurricanes made it.
0: Yeah, I I can understand it as well. And, you know, you mentioned Eric Carlson. That was something I mentioned yesterday of now that they have brought him back. Uh, Does this mean they're out on Carlson? Was this their backup plan? Because now you have yet another defenseman uh, on your roster. Uh, And as things stand right now, you know, you know, D'Angelo could be the odd guy out or it could be Chatfield. Like, who knows? Uh, But I do feel like um, moves are going to happen for sure. Uh, It's just going to be what those moves are, really, (laughs) Uh, Because, again, there is that logjam on the right side. Is someone getting dealt? Uh, One thing I also mentioned is, you know, Chatfield is the guy on the two-way deal. They could easily send him down to the AHL. He's too good for that. Uh, I think he proved that last year uh, with how he forced their hand to keep him in the NHL. The only time he missed games was when he was hurt
1: and i actually don't think they can do that because i think if i remember correctly when he signed that deal it was two way in the first year and oh. it's one way next year so i don't think oh. they, i don't think they could i mean they'd have to put him on waivers and he'd get yeah, claimed, he be claimed real for sure. quick so yeah no i i actually don't think the AHL is an option for him
0: yeah uh yeah i don't either, i thought it was sure two way for both years uh but even yeah you know, he's an
1: nhl player
0: Yeah, he's an NHL player. And one thing I did talk about yesterday was the fact that, you know, obviously, you know, now you know I know he can't be sent back down, you know, because he's on the one way, aside from waivers. But you know, with their AHL situation, that would just be a nightmare for him of you know going to wherever, at least in Chicago. You know, he knew you know how things went there. But yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here with the defenseman group, uh, with the logjam that is there now. But as we always say, these are things you, know, you can't rush. They're ones that you just got to let the days go by. And whenever you know it happens, it happens. Whenever these moves happen, again, whether it's Brett Pesci getting extended, getting traded, Brady Shea getting extended or getting traded, whatever you know they just happen when they're going to happen and we will obviously talk about all of those moves here on locked on hurricanes whenever they happen so make sure you're following along on twitter at lo underscore hurricanes myself at jared ellis underscore 96 and andrew on twitter at a schnitt 53 we are still going to call it twitter because we have done that for a long time so we're going to Keep calling it Twitter.
1: (laughs) I'm not calling it the other thing.
0: Yeah, I'm not either. Spoiler alert, you you will
1: not hear that out of my mouth on this show.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go follow us, folks. Enjoy the rest of your day. And we will be back when we talk about the takeaways from the Don Waddell-Sebastian Ajo press conference later on today. And as always, folks, let's go Canes.